0: Oh, yeah, I got it. Gotta, dude, Bernie, I got to read this. This is a dangerous, dangerous question. Okay. I'm going to ask it to you. Do we got time? We got, we good? Yeah, we good. Okay. Welcome to the Granger Smith Podcast. Back with us, Mr. Bernie. I'm back again. Back again. Thanks for having me. Repeat weeks. So we are answering questions. That's what we do on this podcast. Bernie is a master question answerer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> can, can, can I say master bullshitter? Is that okay Yes. <laughs> um, those that know me, no. Those
0: that know you understand. You're yeah. speaking wisdom. Yeah, That's yeah. what they know. You're speaking wisdom. Yeah. If you have a question for us, email Podcast at gmail.com could be about any kind of subject. If you've heard this podcast before, this is episode 94. We've done this many times. We've answered many questions, and it's still
1: fresh. It's still fun every time Mm -hmm. we do it. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. It's all leading up to number 100, man. Number 100. What are we going to do after that? Uh, (laughs) 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 One-on-one.
0: So... Um, Bernie was on the podcast last week, and we had a bunch of questions that we didn't answer. So we're going to continue some of these subjects that we didn't answer, starting with left arm. This comes from Jen. This question says, what does the blue represent on your bicep tattoo left? And why aren't the birthdays in chronological order? But she kind of answered the the first question with the second question. Yeah. What is the blue? Or maybe she's answering actually the, specifically the color blue. Um, it doesn't really. It's just artwork, really. It doesn't have a special. I remember the guy was like, you want me to put something behind it, kind of flowy? And I said, yeah. He said, you want me to put blue? And I said, sure. That was about all it was. Um, why are the birthdays not in chronological order of the kids' birthdays? started with London in the middle. I just got it. And then I got Lincoln on top of hers, and then River. There was space under London, so I, that's the logic behind it. So now I got to get another one for Maverick. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm gonna go on top of Lincoln. So it'll be Maverick, Lincoln, London, Riv, in that order. Nothing, nothing else to it. Um, Bernie, you yep. wanna you wanna help me with some of these? We have. What's next? Not clickbait. Q&A. Life advice regarding lack of relationships. Podcast Ooh. question. How to get over death. Grief. Help. I'm the baby in the office, so people don't take me seriously. These are all septic us right,
1: let's, let's go getting over death, but then we'll go baby in the office after that, just to... Okay, we can go. We can go down a little bit. Yeah, but we then got, we're going we to come back up. We're going to lift you back
0: guys, up, guys. We got time. We got. We're going to rock this thing. We'll rock we're going to answer so
1: many questions today. I feel it. It's like mm-hmm. boom. Yeah. Okay. Boom. All right. I got it.
0: <laughs> this is going to take a while, though. <laughs> it says, "Hey, Granger. Me and my brother have been listening to the Smiths and your podcast and your music for a very long time. We live in Plymouth, Indiana. Our dog was sadly hit on the highway on January 29th, twenty twenty one. He was our best friend, our brother, and certainly." the best dog in the world. And when I saw him laying there, my heart was broken. I felt like I lost my brother and I did. I was wondering what things you did to get your mind off river. We pray every day. We look to the Lord and pray. What else should we do? This is from, uh, O'Malley. O'Malley home. That is an awesome name. O'Malley home. Um, shout out to Indiana. Thank you for writing this podcast, buddy. The death of a dog is not the first time I've had to answer that on this on this podcast. It's tough. You've lost a dog, right? I have I've lost um, I've lost three. Sadie, Abby, and Rio. Okay. Sadie, Abby, Rio. Um, Rio was the toughest I had him for 16 years. He lived for 16 years and we went through He moved with me from Tennessee to back to Texas. I
1: remember when you got Rio. Yeah,
0: you are with me when we got him. So that was. I
1: remember going to the pet store with
0: you. Mm-hmm. you to some to not get him, well, you went to. Okay. We were looking for a dog. Okay. And you were you were my escort. You okay. helped me, but we didn't get a dog at the pet. Store. We I ended up going by myself down to Parsons, Tennessee, mm. and buying him on this place right by the river. That's why I named him Rio. Mm. Um, losing a dog is tough. I, I have not, um, I've not walked up on a dog that I loved laying in the street, killed by, by a car mm-hmm. on the highway.
1: That's gotta be, that's gotta be a new level of losing a dog. You yeah. Know? Oh, for sure. He, uh, he doesn't say how old he is. O'Malley. No, no, no not that it matters. Um, but I know when you're younger, too, yeah. the, those relationships and uh, just understanding death and the world and everything is uh, a little bit heavier. So, O'Malley, I say this every
0: time when I get a question like this about a dog, and I, people don't always agree with me, but I promise you're asking my advice. This works for me. It's, and I, guys, I've been really close to dogs. Like, I love my dogs. I have three of them right now. Um, you have one now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I get close to them. I understand the bond between man and dog. The The answer to your question comes in the form of a puppy. Mm. And at first, you might not like the, the puppy. You might... Um, just to have a little, have a little envy for the puppy. A little, you know, I, you might, you might not um, appreciate this puppy because it's never going to live up to your dog. You don't say your dog's name, and of course you got a little, little bit of time go by. But we can because now that I'm reading this podcast, this happened in January 20, uh, 29th. ninth. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't already, O'Malley, it's time for a pup. And I would go the same breed as the dog that you lost the same gender it doesn't say if it's a boy or a girl I don't think probably a boy I'd get a boy and and I would just come in with the expectations that this dog ain't gonna be close to the one that died Mm -hmm. and just look at it every day and go you ain't nothing like your older brother was (laughs) and watch that dog change your world yeah
1: yeah I think you're right it starts
0: getting older you start going huh that's actually really smart yeah it's actually better than I expected Oh and
1: yeah, he used to do that
0: same thing. And yeah. that, so mm-hmm. it, this dog will win you over. That's, and a lot of people struggle with like, I can't get another one. Yeah, you can. Yeah, just go do it. Good. It's going to satisfy all those, all of that stuff. So I appreciate you writing, buddy. Um, Barnes, did you have a?
1: Yeah. What do we? Uh, oh,
0: you said. Do you said um, the baby? Yeah, yeah. I'm the baby in the office. It Says, hey, Granger, I've been. I've been binging this podcast, and dang, you have some wisdom. <laughs> I want your input on my current work situation. Thank you. It says, I've always been terribly mature for my age, which is probably why I graduated college in two and a half years. Wow. And I went on to get my master's. I finished this week in less time than most kids spend in undergrad.
1: Congratulations. Wow, it's
0: amazing. Way smarter than me. I started an, a, a quote-unquote adult job in January, with a company that I really like, the weird thing is that I'm the youngest at my work by a good decade. I'm 21 years old. I report directly to the senior VP. in my role, I serve as the liaison between the communications director and the division directors, all of whom are 50 years old 50 year old men. I also keep tabs on other employees around the company, some of whom have been with the company for 40 plus years. Some of my colleagues don't take me seriously since I'm so young and lack uh, the years of experience that they have. Others don't like me because I do keep tabs on their marketing efforts and provide suggestions based on data and research that require current plans to change and for them to work with me. How do I overcome the perception of being the baby of the office? Will this idea change as I spend more and more time with the company and actually grow up and not be college age. In the meantime, how would you suggest I balance my role of being higher on the organization chart and sitting in meetings with people who have been in the industry longer than I've been alive? I appreciate your insight Mm. to this. Michaela.
1: Michaela. So Michaela, um, first thing that jumps out is you need to understand there is a difference between wisdom and intelligence. Hmm. So you may have the intellect and the understanding at 21 that some of these people that are 50 may not have and know how to do a job a certain way. And you've learned more in very short amount of time. That may be just a fact. Yeah. Um, But that's not the, the the people that are 50 plus or plus or older been in the company 30 years looking at you there's a certain wisdom that comes with experience and there is no changing that without gaining the experience over time. I think the only thing when you hold that level of intellect and lack of experience, the way that you can show them wisdom is through humility. So carrying the, the sharpness that you have in a way that is disarming to them and inviting to them and showing them that you're there to support them and for them to be successful, um, is going to show a certain level of humility um, that will, I think, communicate to them, man, she's wise beyond her years. Because most young kids will come in here and be like, man, I'm smarter than all of y'all. I know how to do this. Yeah. And meanwhile, the old timers are like, dude, uh, <laughs> You don't know what you're talking about. So, Michaela,
0: that's great, Burns. Um, Michaela, I want to say I want to first compliment you and just say congratulations on accomplishing what most people can't. You you graduated college in two and a half years and then got your master's in less time than most kids spend in, in undergrad. You started. Yeah, uh, it sounds like a yeah, really good job. She's twenty-one. Already has her That's crazy, and and a really good job. And you have great responsibilities. So I want to compliment you, and then I want to throw you a an neg, and say, <laughs> I feel like um, part of your education needs to continue to grow through humility, yeah. and there, in your email, j- just judging from your email, that's right. I said judging. I did say that. There is nothing that's kind of tossing the credit back to anything else other than your yourself, including mm-hmm. your job, including your position, including um the benefit of having these older people around you, which is incredible yeah. for you, for your growth. And so I don't want to I wanna I don't want to come across as as being too judgmental on you at all, but I do want to just suggest to you that, that humility, like Bernie said, could be your friend, and it takes a long time to cultivate that. Just as it does to cultivate the intellect that you've grown with all your education, you, you got to cultivate your, your humility. And how does that work in the in the workplace? Well, it works like this: it works when you have you're the you're the supervisor of someone that has been at the company forty plus years, so you have to come at them with ultimate humility. You have to come at them and say, Bob, whatever his name is, can I ask you something? Because I just feel like I could really soak in a lot from you. You've been here for mm-hmm. 40 years and I'm, I've am i only been here since January. Mm-hmm. And this job is can be overwhelming. And I just want to make sure that I have an open door of communication with you, because I've just really, I know I'm going to have some questions for you. And and I know that they've put me as your supervisor, so we both, you and I both know that I'm going to be the one asking the questions here. Mm-hmm. And it might not be the truth, totally. But that kind of hum- humility coming at Bob, he's going to put his guard down because right now he's thinking, "Man, I've been here 40 years. Who is this mm-hmm. young college kid going to tell me yep. how to turn in my work?" Michaela, this is going to be a huge roadblock for you if you don't correct this immediately. You're going to have hell yeah. for the next several years. And here's the thing, Michaela, me, Bernie, and everyone else listening to this podcast, at one point, we were the youngest mm-hmm. of something that we did. Mm-hmm. I remember the longest time being the youngest guy in the band by a lot. And every every musician has been the youngest guy in the band. And then, I'm as far as the players, I'm, me and Todd are the same age, but... Now, Fish, my other guitar player, is 27. So now he's the young guy, and we just make fun of him and we, you know, Mm -hmm. have this banter. And I tell him, I'm like, Fish, one day, one day you're going to be the old guy in the band because I will too. One day I'm going to be the old guy. And Michaela, you're going to be the old girl in the office Mm -hmm. one day. You're going to be the 40 plus year employee one day, somewhere. It might not be this job, but somewhere. Mm -hmm. Just remember that. Mm -hmm. That someone else is going—it's going to always going to be—it's going to be a rotating door with these college kids coming in. Keep that in mind. That's going to help fuel your humility. But but walk with a sense of reverence, a sense of respect to your elders. And that doesn't—that's not reflected in your paycheck. It's not reflected in who they answer to or who who you answer to. Respect is different than all those. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I could I could have. I could have respect for the guy that's taking out the garbage behind the restaurant that I'm eating at mm-hmm. because he's older than me, mm-hmm. and I have respect for that guy, mm-hmm. even though I was just a patron in the restaurant that's paying his bill technically
1: mm-hmm. that has
0: nothing to do with respect right or, or or generosity or gratefulness or patience or love or any any of those kind of traits have nothing to do with education or status or age so um Bernie said it, and I'm just reinforcing. Uh, you're gonna being being humble towards these people is going to be your friend.
1: Yeah, I, I think too. Understanding, Michaela, that humility and confidence are not opposites. It's not like you have to choose one or the other. So, you. Good point. You, Say that again. Uh, Humility and uh, humility and confidence are not opposites. So you you've been educated you ha- you do have some experience you have some skill or else they wouldn't have hired you and so there there is a perception and regardless of how your coworkers respond to you um you should have the mindset of man i am here to learn and serve other people but i'm going to run circles around everybody here because i'm going to hustle i'm going to work as hard as i can mm-hmm. And I'm I'm, I'm going to be confident in the abilities that I have. I'm not going to like lord those abilities over other people, but I'm going to use those in a way that shows confidence. And I think that people will re- start to respect your talents and your skills when you carry in balance humility and confidence. Um, and also, I-, I think with that confidence – you don't worry so much about what Bob says. It's like, ah, Bob's just being old, whatever, man. He's yeah. he, he thinks you're young. He, he thinks that, one, you have terrible work ethic because that is kind of a consensus of millennials and below. Like, they, they don't have the right work ethic. Prove them wrong.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Great, they don't right. have the experience. They don't have humility. Hey, take all of that as feedback and be like, thanks, Bob.
0: Michaela, show up earlier than everyone, mm-hmm. right? St- be there when Bob gets there mm-hmm. every time. Clean Bob's coffee pot. Yep. Who cleaned this? Who cleaned the coffee? Oh, sorry, Bob. I, I did that. I just saw it was dirty. Michaela, Well, yeah. thank you. Initiative every time. And then, Love and then it. the last thing I'll say is: speak less, listen more. Mm. Speak less. You could accomplish this the same. You could you could excel in your job. You could you could crush it. But you could still speak less and, and listen more. Listen to Bob more, and you speak less. When yep. you go to a meeting, don't be the first one to talk. Don't be the last one to talk. Mm-hmm. Just listen. Listen. That's your. That's that's what the person that just started in January does. They listen. Mm-hmm. And once again, it has nothing to do with seniority. Right. That's good. Cool. Thank love you it. for writing, Michaela. I kind of, I kind of would love to look. hear like a year, a year update on her situation. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. That's fun. Right back in, Michaela. That's Fun. And congratulations on all your success, Michaela. Um, did you have another one, Burns? Pop a question. Relationship advice. Handling being told no. I like that title. Let's do that. You want to do that? It says, "Hey, Granger, My name is Brooke. I'm a country girl from Chattanooga, but I live in East Tennessee." almost, uh, at the very pointy end of the state, LOL. I graduated last May with a bachelor's degree, bad year to do this in, but since then I've applied for so many jobs, I would say around 30 plus. I have only had two companies call me for an interview. I have little experience in my degree management and accounting minor,
1: mm-hmm. but
0: I'm looking for that one company to give me a start. It's been hard to say the least. It's been hard mentally being told no so often. I do my best to give it all to God, but after a while, I feel like I don't have anything left to give. Companies don't want to train an employee with little to no experience, which I get because it takes time and money. At the same time, everyone had to start from scratch. It's hard to gain experience when no company is willing to give you a chance to gain experience. Yep. I'm sure you've had a, you've heard a bunch of no in the music business. My question is, how do you keep going? How do you handle all the no's? Thank you, Brooke. So it's crazy going back to back mm-hmm. with these two, with Michaela and Brooke, back mm-hmm. to back. But they sound like about the
1: same age. I wonder if she's if Brooke's open to move because I'm in Austin, Texas, and everybody I know is hiring. And we can't find people fast enough. So, and I know there's a few other places in the country that are are just like going bonkers. And so maybe this is opportunity. Go, go experience another. Sounds like she's been in Tennessee her whole life, right? She's from Chattanooga, went to maybe UT or uh, Tennessee University. So
0: let's throw out that because you're right, Bernie. I think there's the job opportunities are crazy right now so let's let's focus on how do you handle no how do you handle someone saying
1: no to you mm. hmm. I mean we've both been told no many times a lot no
0: is no yeah. is a very valuable yeah lesson to be to learn um it's it's essentially saying losing it's essentially yeah. saying.
1: Yeah, how I think do you, if you how do you, do, you manage losing. If you go to one of these interviews and they say we're going to go a different direction, um, as much feedback as you can get from them, because mm-hmm. a no is an opportunity to to grow. Boom. No. Say that again. No is an opportunity to grow. Hashtag, we're getting all the, on the one liners out of you today.
0: <laughs> you you spew these one liners out, and I just want to stop you and make yeah. you repeat it. But no is an opportunity to grow. It even rhymes. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, Brooke, take that, man. Take that and run with that one-liner. Just And every time you hear it, when a company calls you and it says no, just go, mm. no is an opportunity to grow. Mm. So then what do you do? You first, like Bernie said, you ask them, um, thank you, Bob. We'll, we'll act like it's Bob. Bob. <laughs> hey, Bob, um, I appreciate your time so much. Um, in order for me to grow from your no, can can I please get a little bit of feedback on maybe what I need to improve on or what you saw that you didn't like. And just, if you did that three or four times, you can Mm -hmm. build a superstar list of Mm -hmm. your resume. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it it could even, um, help you grow in the things that you're good at because let's say, because I am a boss that hires people, interviews people and, if they emailed me, let's say Brooke emailed me, and she did these things great. Even though I said no, I'd be like, "Hey, your uh, experience on, on your resume is impressive. the The way that you like kept eye contact and were really mm. focused in the meeting. Um, the way that you were just very came across as very sincere." Um man, those things are all great. Hmm. The reason that we had to say no is um we just lost a project and we can't, you know, we we would love to take you on maybe in a few months, but we can't right now. Because that has nothing to do with Brooke. Yeah. But that no can all of a sudden turn into like these things that they really did like, it can mm. build confidence of like, oh, yeah, these things are good. I love, yeah, um, that's great. And
0: you have to do that, Brooke. And you also have to kind of lower your expectations, I think. If, you, if anyone's out there that's struggling with finding a job, which is crazy in this market, mm-hmm. but if you're struggling to find a job or, or a career, um, and you've been through several paths that have dead-ended for you, Lower your, you have to lower your expectations a bit, mm-hmm. not necessarily in, the, in a company, but in the position of the company. If you want to work in some company, in the, in the music business, if you want to work at a record label, you literally start in the mail room every time,
1: mm-hmm.
0: or you start as the janitor. That's yeah. how they do it. Yeah. The music business sucks in a lot of ways, but it's, it's very unique, and it's, it's very powerful in the way that it, that it runs people up the ladder. Mm-hmm. Then you can't do that at like at a bank or at a right. an accounting firm. You can't start in the mailroom and then you're a lead accountant. It right. doesn't work that, But in the music right. business, right. you start in the mailroom and one day you own the label. Yeah. That's really cool yeah. how Nashville and New York and LA can do that. Yep. And you could take that same approach with you in Chattanooga and and just go, "Listen, what what does she she does management and accounting?" Accounting runner. So If you find there's an accounting firm that you just, this is like the pinnacle. This is, it's in downtown Chattanooga. It's got, it's great. And you want to come in there, lower your expectations and just say, can I start at the reception desk? That's how bad I want to, my, my, my degree it is going to merit this kind of job, but I love this company and what you guys do and what you stand for and where you're going so much. Is there an entry level position, an assistant position yeah. answering the phones? I want that because yeah. I love this company. And then see what he says.
1: Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. I think what you're saying in a roundabout way is that it's really about relationships hmm. and, and relationships form the trust That opens opportunity, right? Yeah. So once that person, once Bob sees, man, we have her as a receptionist and we asked her to do these things and I completely trust her. She got it done. Hmm. Maybe that trust has grown. Maybe we now, Julie left and there's an opportunity here. Man, we give it to her. Yeah. Yeah? So it's really about forming, like taking it, like you're saying, taking advantage of any window of opportunity and saying, Hey, I'm going to get in here. I'm going to learn and serve as much as I can, knowing that that, that could open up more opportunities to get where I want to get. I think a lot of companies
0: these days too, are wanting to hire within mm-hmm. and kind of cultivate their, their culture mm-hmm. inside the company. Mm-hmm. It's it's a lot easier to get someone with a lesser experience yep, and just train them up in the culture that you want. Yep.
1: That's that's how we operate. Yep. That's awesome. Absolutely.
0: Um, all right we 'll take a quick break and we 'll be back all right podcast today is brought to you guys by athletic greens such an amazing product that i 've been using far beyond the the free demo pack that they sent me when I first started doing this podcast. They sent me a little little packet that I could start using and I started going through that stuff like crazy and so much so that I was like, I gotta, I gotta, what's that, what's that offer code I gave on the podcast? I need to order myself some. So I went, literally went to their website, ordered myself some. So basically what it is, it's 75 vitamin, mineral, whole sourced ingredients, including a multivitamin, multi-mineral, probiotic, green superfood blend, all chopped up into a, a, powder form. It's like a green powder and it helps to fill the nutritional gaps in your diet, increase energy and focus, aid with digestion, supports a healthy immune system all without the need to take multiple products. And so I will throw a scoop of this in my morning shake. So I'll put like protein powder and a, a banana and an apple and some kale and then I'll toss in a couple scoops of athletic greens. And then I feel like I don't have to eat any more vegetables the rest of the day because I'm set. I'm completely set. They are obsessed in this company to improve this one holistic formula based on the latest research, producing 53 iterations of the last decade, meaning they keep getting better and better. They keep figuring out better ways to make this formula perfect for your body. They invest and the most absorbable and natural source of each ingredient so that they go above and beyond and third-party testing to ensure their customers are going to get the highest quality in the whole planet. So this stuff is, this is really good stuff. Right now, Athletic Greens is doubling down on your immune system and they're offering my audience a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. If you go to my link today, you basically never have to buy vitamin D again. So whether you're looking for peak performance or better health, covering your bases with Athletic Greens is investing in your energy, immunity, and gut health. And it's super easy to do. It's tasty and efficient. Visit athleticgreens.com. Join health experts, athletes, health-conscious go-getters around the world who make a daily commitment to their health every single day. This is a subscription thing if you want. That's what I did. So it just comes to your door. You could cancel it, snooze it. It's super easy. I love this. Again, simply visit athleticgreens.com slash Granger. Get your free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs today. Back to the podcast. If you have a question for me and Bernie, email GrangerSmithPodcast at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. Shout out to our Apple listeners. Shout out to Spotify listeners. We are this podcast is available on any place that you can find a podcast. I checked yesterday, Burns. It was it's this is crazy. This is it's number 26 on the chart of all music podcasts. Wow. And we don't even talk about music. (laughs) Not really. (laughs) That's incredible. I know, man. It blows me away. And we're wow. just, we're just sitting here answering answering people's questions like yeah. we're sitting around in a campfire. Yeah. Um. And and there's so many people that are so talented at podcasts and they're so well produced and they're so oh, the yeah. stories are so in depth and to be like t- consistently top thirty of all music podcasts in the world that's crazy. And man. me and you are answering questions, relationship, career advice is blows me away. Yeah. And okay. maybe it speaks to the culture too that people just genuinely like to listen in on on a long form discussion over life problems,
1: real life stuff, real yeah, life stuff, for sure, yeah. Yeah, there's nothing nothing <laughs> fake in this podcast. That's yeah, for sure. I, uh, I listen when I'm not on it, so I mean, uh, I I resonate that resonates with me too, man. I wanna I wanna listen too. You know so. who else listens all the time? My mom. Oh,
0: really? Shout out to my mom. Yeah. She's Oh, and like, Bernie s- was so good yesterday. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I got to give a shout out to my sister, Wendy, because I gave a shout out to my brother-in-law, Josh. Uh-uh. And the first text I got was like, what the heck? You want to give a <laughs> shout out to him and not your own sister that has supported you your whole life and listened to everything? So love you, sis. Appreciate <laughs> you. awesome.
0: So did, do you remember any of these questions? We have, what's next? Not clickbait. We have Q&A. We have grief, help no subject relationship advice
1: let's go let's go no subject, no just, subject. To keep, yeah, just to keep yeah just to roll it, the dice keep, a little bit keep it bit. good
0: okay this is a one sentence question with no subject from braden it says what do i do if i like a girl and i'm afraid to tell her obviously young yeah
1: uh, braden i feel you dude i've asked hey. that question to myself it's a few moments of fear or a lifetime of regret.
0: Boom! What are you doing today, man? What's up with uh, these one lines?
1: <laughs> to a push few, you into
0: a few moments of fear. fear. Or a lifetime of regret. Wow. She could be your wife, Braden. Yeah. You don't know? I feel like Braden's like 12. Yeah. I feel like he is. Um so it's funny because when I when I was twelve or I wouldn't I wasn't dealing with that when I was twelve let's say 14, I was writing notes on college rule paper and folding them up, passing them around
1: class. Did you guys? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That was like what you did. That was was before text messages. Yeah. Um, I did one time in middle school, except um, I wrote something really bad about the teacher. (laughs) And she came and took it up. And I was like, "Oh no, oh, man!" man <laughs> to my parents got called. I was in in Bernie. school suspension. It was terrible. I bet you got so, in trouble a lot. Oh, I bet you are like the giggler. The thing is, is I was the baby of the family, and I always found a way. I would get into trouble, but I was all I would always find a way to be like, "Ah, come on, guys, I'm just playing around, right?" And yeah. Be like, okay, just let him go. Yeah. I see that in my son, my uh... my youngest son. I see it. In him, he's the same way. It's like he's so mischievous, but he's just like, ah. Oh, man. And so I look at him like, all right, we'll get out of here. Uh, I did get into some trouble, but most of it was innocent. Mm-hmm. Um, most of it was innocent. I see that. But yeah, passing notes. So I would um, say, I would say, Braden, um, if it was me,
0: and this might not be you, this is a personality thing, I would write her a note. I would write her note if, if you're because there's one thing like Bernie said just to you know have some confidence and walk up and just say Michaela maybe it's Michaela
1: <laughs> I we're like interchanging you. names yeah we're
0: using people to podcast yeah. so but what I would do I don't think I'd be that brave at a young age yeah I would write her I was better always better in my life writing things than I was saying them so I would write I would get a little card or a piece of paper and just say four or five lines, a little paragraph. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm terrified. Even put that. Be vulnerable. I'm terrified to tell you this in person because you're so beautiful. Mm-hmm. But I really like you. Mm-hmm. And I have to tell you or something. And then, and then put, it in her, put it in her locker. We're literally assuming he's in junior high right now. Right. Um, it'd be funny. He's like 50. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: and, and but I, even I, if he's in junior high. I think that this go like don't send a text. Texts are the worst, guys. Texts are the worst. Texts and social media are the worst way you can communicate with people. Like I think a note like this, it can go sometimes even further than doing it in person. It's like, oh man, that was very thoughtful, and like you got to say what you want to say. And so, George Strait, check yes or no. That's the song. Yep. Do you love me? Do you want to be my friend? Check yes or no. Yeah, you can even say, Hey, I'm a big George Strait fan. Are you? He has this song. And then, like, yeah. you have a box at the bottom, and, you know, that could be Boom. the start of y'all's. Yeah. Boom. Easy question, easy answer. <laughs> All right. Let's see. We have. I love um, that we answer these questions and we feel like, dude, we are nailing this. I know. I, and- I have no idea. <laughs> That's I so wonder true. if people actually, like, hey, Granger Bernie, I did what you said, and she, like, laughed at me. That was <laughs> terrible. It ruined my life. This podcast ruined my life. I did what you said, you idiots. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we, we only we only here. take questions. <laughs> we don't take, like, the outcome of yeah. what you do.
0: All right. Let's see. We have... Uh, we have Granger Smith Podcast. Oh yeah, I gotta I gotta do it up, Bernie. I gotta read this. This is a dangerous, dangerous question. Okay. I'm
1: gonna ask it to you. Do we got time we got we good? Yeah,
0: we good. Okay. I saw this very short but very dangerous. Okay. It says it's from Mark. It says, What are your thoughts on the Great Reset? Is it possible? Do you think it will happen? Or is it just a conspiracy theory?
1: Um what's this guy's name? Mark. Alright, you're gonna to have to enlighten me on Mark's question. What right. is the so, great reset? I think what he's talking about, I'm pretty
0: sure what he's talking about, especially since he gets to conspiracy, is like the great reset is this underground, deep state, small group of people that are resetting the world economy through and, and he he sent this question in last year. So at the end of last ah, year. Okay, so so um they they, they're like resetting the world stage for their interest their purpose setting it up towards uh either one world currency or something okay do you believe that that's possible is i think that's what he's asking
1: okay so this is the idea that like hey there's like 20 people that control everything and they're getting together saying hey well let's do this and this and this and then Mm -hmm. this is the quote-unquote
0: deep state idea that's more powerful than d c that actually runs d c
1: and yeah russia and. Um, I'll let you go first well how
0: i would how i would approach it for me personally he says is it possible yeah sure I, i'd agree it's possible sure. for sure um I think anything's possible. Aliens could land tomorrow. Sure. I mean, come on, it's possible. <laughs> I mean, what? But, but as a, but as a, as a Bible reading man, I will say this: it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. So, because it doesn't matter much, it matters a little bit. Because it doesn't matter, like life, it, it doesn't affect me so deeply that I'm going to be worried about it, and stuck on the news or stuck on these weird um conspiracy YouTube pages. Um I, I'm not I'm not worried about my kids. I'm not one of the people that's like, I mean I'm worried about the next generation. I'm worried about my grandkids. They're gonna yeah. inherit a terrible world. Well the Bible says that they were born for a time as this, mm-hmm. such as this. Mm-hmm. So that we're all brought into the kingdom for a time such as this, for a special reason for this time. Mm-hmm. So if there is some crazy world conspiracy, deep state, great reset, so bring it on! Come on, come on!
1: Yeah, I I think that's a a great response, and like part of me doesn't even want to. I'll entertain it because they they put the question out there, and it's like okay, I want to you know answer what they're asking, but I think really what my mind goes to is like, I. I I can't really give my short time here um on earth give my energy to something like this when it's like it doesn't matter man it's great man God's will that's is great. in front of me and that's what I got to focus on and if for some reason this great reset intersects with God's will for my life then I'm going to have to address it yep. and and he'll give me the tools to address yep. it and how, how to approach it and whatever. But at this time I believe that he's sovereign and he's in control of this deep state people. You're on fire. Whatever. Today, dude. You're on fire. Um, You're on fire. God, You're wait. always on fire.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's, that's uh that's awesome. Um, our short time here on this earth is just, we can't focus on things that we can't control and we can't control that. We can't control. Yep. That's something outside of our government all we could we could vote we could protest if you want if the, if you're the kind of person that likes to protest you could do that um you could march in the streets if that's the kind of thing you like to do but that's about it it's mm-hmm. about it um the, the most important thing you could do is raise your kids with a loving family mm-hmm. with a mother and father yeah and And be present. Be present.
1: Know the difference between the things you can control and the things you can't. Yeah. And the things you can't, you got to let them go. There are so many things, Mark, in our lives that are in
0: need of repair in some way that we can fix today. Absolutely. That we shouldn't waste a second on the things that we can't. We don't have time, brother. Mm-hmm. There's too many problems today. There's too many things in disarray and things that need to be reordered and fixed and rebuilt and restored and mended. There's too many things today to worry about anything that we can't touch,
1: that we can't that we can't affect in any way. So why yeah. worry about it? That's so good, man. Um, I I will say this one quote from Piper, and I'm going to try my best not to butcher this, even though I know I'm going to. But he says, uh, in the end days, social media will prove as evidence that our lack of prayer was not due to lack of time. Ooh. <laughs> Man, that's crushing. You know? Uh, so yeah, crushing. we got a short amount of time to be about what you need to be about. Don't get caught yeah. up in this nonsense. Yeah,
0: don't care. I
1: don't... It, I don't mean to mean
0: this in any kind of bad way, but great reset, don't care.
1: <laughs> I love when you have your <laughs> dumper, <laughs> don't care.
0: <laughs> All right, um, let's go. We have life advice regarding lack of relationships. Do
1: we have the one still that says not clickbait? Yeah. Because, I I mean, yeah. I've heard it a few times, and he's he's kind of got me. I okay, he says, you.
0: Hey, Granger, I've been a longtime fan of your music. I listen to all your podcasts. I want to keep this short and sweet since I assume you get hundreds of emails. It says, you've had a long career in country music, playing hockey tonks and charting on radio and albums. What are your goals moving forward? If you could see Granger Smith five to ten years from now, where do you see yourself? Also, I Awesome. Great up- question. <laughs> he said, I want to update on Earl's truck. Um, that By the time this podcast is out, there'll be an update on the truck. Um, that's Cody. Cody asked that question. What are you so excited about? I
1: want to hear what the answer to the question, man.
0: Yeah. What's next? Well, (laughs) it's crazy because I have on my phone, this voice memos of my band from 2016, I went around, I passed my phone around to everybody in the band and crew, and I said, I asked them a series about five questions, and one of the questions was, where do you see yourself in five years? Well, 2016, now it's been five years, so I'm going to play it for them this weekend. It was June, actually, of 2016. That's such a great idea. And I listened to a couple of them, and I was like, well, you didn't do that. (laughs) And a couple of them, I was like, bro, congrats, you did that. They don't know this yet. I'm going to play it for them this weekend. That's so cool. Um. And and to you, Cody. What man? What's crazy is I, what I have learned in the last decade is unbelievable. This is ten years of my life. If I if I would look back at at 2011, and and then I could say this: I could say, London was born, my daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, I I, I was just freshly married. Um, Earl Dibbles was invented. I actually got significant touring going for the first time in my life. My dad died. I got a record deal. My son died. I moved probably four times. You lived in a barn. Lived in In a a, barn. In an RV, yeah um it got under 0 degrees in texas <laughs> there is a lot of things that happened to me significant things that happened to me in the last 10 years all all to say that i have learned more than any other time between age 30 and age 40 i have learned that those 10 year plans can change mm-hmm. and the one thing that cannot change is god mm-hmm. It does not change his word and his plan does not change. So I read that and I hang on for dear life because the tossing and turning of the seas of life will take you uh, overboard every time. Mm -hmm. And if I had, if I had realistically given you in 2011, a 10 year plan, Mm -hmm. I would have given you a, a beautifully written, you know, little parable of my, of what a life could be. But if I had followed it word for word, letter for letter, note for note in 2011, I would have missed out on so much mm-hmm. if I just held fast to the, to the, to the winds and my sails that God gave me. Mm-hmm. And I, that's something I couldn't told you. I couldn't have told you that at age 20 or, or age Thirty, But I'm telling you now at age 40 that I've, I've learned much more just to hang on to God, hang on to his plan, and, and make the best opportunity that I can with the, the events that arise around me. Mm-hmm. And so part of that is keeping my eyes open to the events that are arising around me. Mm-hmm. Like, well, this is a great opportunity, mm-hmm. and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for this, mm-hmm. and I feel really good about it. And it could be Yee Yee Radio. Or it could be t- preaching a sermon on Sunday morning at a church. Mm-hmm. It could be that big of a range. Um, it could be a new coat we're coming out with at Yee, Yee or something. Mm. But I just, man, I'm just, I'm kind of against five and ten year plans now. Yeah, because I think I think it could get you either highly disappointed. Or you could miss your, you could fail an expectation in some way, or maybe worse, you could follow a path too long mm-hmm. that you never were supposed to be on. Yep. So what about you? A lot has changed for you in the same amount of time. Yeah. I.
1: Um, like I have tattooed on my arm uh, some words from my mom. Uh, it's an adventure. Hmm. And I think, really, when you're on an adventure and the most fun ones, like, you don't really know what's coming. Like, I've been on the back of a motorcycle riding through the remote villages of Honduras. Don't speak a lot of Spanish. And this guy's taking me to meet his family. It's like, well, this will be fun. <laughs> you know? What? It's, a, it's an adventure. It's like, oh, man, I I could have never planned that. I could have never written that, but when it was happening and you're kind of, like you said, you're, you're staying close to the will of God. And you know that like, he's before the foundation of the world, he wrote this, these good works, he prepared for us to walk in the feeling of knowing that like, man, I'm in that good work. I I know that I'm in it. I would have never planned this. Yeah. Um, rather than, oh yeah, here's my plan. And checked it off. There's, there's some sense of accomplishment, but there's some sense of like, um, I think that can develop a, um, a sense of control that we don't really need to have. One, we're going to miss out. We're going to suffocate life. Yeah. Um, but two, we're going to be, we're going to tend to be outside of the will of God because it's like, um, and, and let me just say, I don't think planning is a bad thing. I think planning and preparation is is a good thing. I think Grizz and I both feel that. But there's a difference between, you know, um, man will make his plans, but God will determine the steps. Um, Yeah, so much has changed. And it's almost like I would rather be in the will of God unprepared than know exactly where I'm going and have to deal with that. Um, the failure, the expectation, the responsibility, the, you know, the mind games that go along with that. Yeah. I, I don't think that I can Dude, operate in that. Let me tell Cody, let me tell you in my life,
0: what I planned. I planned on playing music. I still do that. Mm-hmm. That's about it. I planned on having a family. Mm-hmm. I didn't plan on this podcast Mm-hmm. I didn't plan on Earl or Yee Yee or restoring Earl's truck or living in central Texas or building a farmhouse or in, anything else besides playing music and having a family. There's the mm-hmm. only two things I planned on doing for a long time. Mm-hmm. And everything else has just happened.
1: So, But even with planning on having a family— Even in that dynamic, you didn't plan on losing RIV. Exactly. But how life-changing and impactful has that been in your story? Yeah. You know? And I think that one thing I've taken from you and Amber over the years, the many years, is just a sense of being present, being content, and always leading with gratitude. So I think if you do those things... The plan's already written for you. You don't have to write it. Like just let me throw
0: throw another one out. We didn't plan on having a fourth biological baby. That's right. Yeah. And we're due next month. So yeah, there's, you know, that,
1: that, this list is deep. I just, I just think the joy of life is in the adventure. I really believe that. And it's in, um, letting go of control. Yeah. I think you, you said it right. Like you have to be present and see like the opportunities or the things or be aware of the things around you. Um, but know that man, if you are abiding in him, he's going to say, Hey, I know. No, go this way. Go this way. You're like, okay. Yeah. I don't care. I'll go wherever you want me to go. Cause I know that's where life is. That's where joy is. That's what we're all pursuing. Right. People that plan their five year plans are like, how can I be happy? What can I plan to be happy? We're all trying to be happy, and what we're saying is abide in Him, and that's where your joy is going to be. It doesn't matter if the road is rocky, or if it's smooth, or if it's uphill, downhill. It doesn't matter if it takes you here or there. I was a musician, and now I'm not. And I was at the point where I had no job, and I took an ad on Craigslist to take a construction job. Who would have thought that God was saying, hey, man, actually, this is the way we're going to go? Okay. Okay. Yep. That's fine. I, I think when we are satisfied most in him, the road doesn't matter. Yep. The plan doesn't matter. He's got the plan and we trust him.
0: Boom. Drop the mic. You wanna hit one more? Yep. Let's see. Should we go deep or should we uh stay shallow? How much time we got? We got got we could knock it out in ten eight minutes okay eight minutes go for it okay i'm going to find a short one guys Oh right let's say they'll say this bible question right? okay it says hey granger i'm a huge country country music fan and i was thrilled to find a mainstream artist that reads the bible every morning i'm a christian so of course i won't hate you for your calvinistic views even though I don't agree with every point. We live in a society that we were told that marriage is unnecessary, etc. So what are your thoughts on the importance of marriage, sex before marriage, divorce, remarriage? My name is Dave. I'm 16. I'm from Pennsylvania. Have a great day. Future Calvinist, David. <laughs> Just kidding. <he's> <laughs> <I'm> sorry, <what? laughs> uh, hey, buddy, as soon as you start d- reading the Bible a little bit more, you'll be a Calvinist yeah, like me. What? What: yes, a wor- I said that.
1: What a world that we live in, where Dave, at 16, won that he's thinking about these kind of things, I was not just that progressed as a human, Mm-mm. and that he has the ability to email his favorite country music singer and, and then have him answer it and listen dude. To- what a world. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's so get to the David, question though.
0: David um 16 and you are I'm, I'm unpacking this slowly. Thank you for thank you for emailing You're way ahead of me when I was 16 and any of this thoughts to even understand um calvinism at 16 it's way way beyond me that's way beyond um and I'm I'm not I'm completely unashamed to say that I'm a calvinist I'm completely unashamed and I'll scream it from the rooftops and I'll say it every day if I have to um so that being said you are you are a you said yeah I'm a christian that's what he says mm-hmm. so you're a christian and you're asking me my thoughts on the importance of marriage, sex before marriage, divorce, and remarriage. Yeah. So I'm going to go—this is a super easy one—I'm going to go just what the Word says. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing you're thinking, David. I don't I don't disagree with you or with what it says. So um, there is a high high level of importance on marriage, uh, even though it's not a requirement by any means in the Bible. But is there high, there's a high level of— of importance. Um, there's a high discouragement of sex before marriage, a high discouragement of divorce. Um, and the remarriage part, uh, there's not a, uh, that's kind of a, that's kind of null mm-hmm. <laughs> because, um, you are encouraged, you're encouraged to, to remarry as a, as a woman, especially if you're under 60 and you know, you're supposed to, you're supposed to remarry, and men of course you're you're encouraged to remarry um so remarriage i'm gonna throw that one out i'll throw that out of the discussion but just three questions then are marriage sex before marriage and divorce Mm -hmm. it's pretty cut and dry Mm -hmm. yeah i think so 16 he's asking some questions that he's thinking about his future here
1: yeah I, i think the biggest misconception of marriage these days is that it's about the two people involved. That's good. It's only about the two people involved. Um, when assuming that what was this guy's name again, David, Dave, um, if he's a Bible believing Christian, that the word tells us that this thing of marriage is a reflection. That's what it's meant to be. Mm. It is, it is the number one ministry that you have. Hmm. is the way that you love and serve your wife and give yourself up in all things the way that Jesus did for the church. Yeah, Uh, Guys, it's a reflection. It's a tool. It's a ministry that we have to show everyone around us and the world the way that Jesus loved and gave himself up for the church. It's important, too, to realize,
0: David, that these things aren't set up in the Bible so that it hurts us or inhibits us or restricts us or puts laws Mm -hmm. or chains us. It's set up because we were created that way. We were created in such a way that God knows divorce crushes families. He knows that. And so that's why it's highly discouraged. It's not forbidden. Right. It's highly discouraged. Why? Because he knows the the repercussions of it. So then you back up. So what causes divorce? Well, Sex before marriage doesn't help, mm-hmm. so that let's let's start talking about that. And there's these little things. It's not restrictions. It's not laws. It's just mm-hmm. like, hey, you were built this way, and these this is your best roadmap for you, Dave. At
1: age 16, mm-hmm. to have a, a successful marriage. Yeah, I, I think the one of the things you sent me from Vody, um, or maybe I sent it to you. <laughs> I can't remember, but he talks about marriage being an illustration, mm. right? And how some things can defile that illustration. Yeah. Um. I think that divorce can do that. Sure. I think that sex before marriage can do that. I feel like David's question really for us, being 16, is about the one in the middle. And I think he put the two on the ends just to make it seem like he's asking about all of them. I think you're right. But dude. if he's a 16-year-old dude, he's asking about the one in the middle. I think you're right. So.
0: I think you're right. If you're asking me, Dave, I would say, look at the Word of God, see what it says. It's very clear. That's my final word. Yep. Thank you for emailing, dude. You're way ahead of me when I was 16. Um,
1: you're on a great path. and Find a community of dudes, too, that believe the yeah. same thing, yeah. and, and older guys that can kind of help coach you along the way, because it is a tough road, brother. Yeah. Thanks for emailing, brother. Uh, I'm going to give a couple shout-outs
0: here. Daisy Ward, Trevor Sure. Thank you guys so much for being listeners of this podcast. And everybody else, thank you for your questions. And if you're not even—I know there's most people don't ask questions. They just listen. So thank you for all the bystanding listeners, passerbyers. Love you guys so much. And we'll see you next Monday. Yeah.